0: Right, welcome to Juice in the Morning. It is a weekly podcast where Shane and I uh, bullshit a little bit, but this time we actually have a guest with us. It is a He is a conspiracy theory enthusiast, health and performance coach, and Arena Football League. How's it going, Colin? Couldn't be better. Uh, and it, oh, th- wait. For, for his name me. is Colin oh. Taylor. I'm sorry. I should have said Colin Taylor and then all of those things. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah <laughs> the sound effect. Um, but thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for coming on and doing the podcast. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. Shane and I uh, have talked about doing this for a while, so I'm glad we can finally get on and, and you know. Go back and forth. Talk about some good. things. like, like you had mentioned. Uh, there, you've already mentioned a few things that yeah. I'm pretty excited. To, pretty excited to talk about. I'm I was to jump uh, out of my seat here.
2: Yeah. Pleasantly surprised when we had talked. Uh, like when we, when I first started doing the show about him coming on. He's like, oh, I'll hit you up during the holidays. And I was like, Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm not saying, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean. People yeah. say shit. and I'm like, Yeah, whatever. And then like he did. Yeah, you know, here he is. So we made well, it happen.
0: One of the things that I do appreciate almost. Uh, to a level that I can't really explain is you actually getting people to come on the show because yeah, then I'm not doing all of the work If all you don't the time. know
2: by now, I, I <laughs> care about this shit. All right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty ride or die when it comes to juice in the morning now. I appreciate it, man. And then the, the thing that I wanted to say with that is uh, we do – We are getting more reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts, which is literally the main place that everybody downloads and listens to their podcasts. Some people use other, other apps and stuff like that. And we are on almost all the apps and everything that you can think of. But, you know, it's always nice to get something from somebody. So this is the, uh, the review that we just got and it's the title is solid podcast. That's that's okay. That's average. I like that. <laughs> Solid. Uh, recently discovered juice in the morning and found it quite enjoyable. Smooth conversations, good content, awesome chemistry, and they don't share one mic. All signs of a great podcast. Check it out. Keep up the good work. So that was from Casey since 77.
2: My favorite thing about that review is that it's by, I, I'm pretty sure, someone that neither of us know. Yeah. And a lot of this is based off of people we know listening. And it's nice to have like an outside point of view of someone that obviously doesn't know either of us and isn't like forced into listening yeah, to the podcast exactly. or any of that kind of thing. So it's nice to hear from someone I have no idea. So thanks Casey. Since uh, 77. I was going to say random
0: numbers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, it's one of those things that, you know, I've, I've been very clear and upfront about the podcast. Like I do this cause I want to be famous. Like I know yeah. that I know Shane doesn't do it because he wants to be famous, but that's what I want. That's what I'm going I mean, for.
2: I'm not, there's not. I'm not saying I don't want to be famous. This is not my soul. <laughs> purpose of doing this i really just enjoy like i listen to so much podcasts in my in my free time so just getting on here and being able to do this and like do something that i see people that i look up to do Mm -hmm. is like super like fulfilling for me i enjoyed a lot oh, yeah
0: so. and and uh you know we're dangerously close to 100 episodes so it's well it's, if we're i'm only about 12 man, <laughs> or something like <laughs> yeah, that you got a way to go
2: yeah so i'm not really wearing the badge of 100 but you're i mean it's a, you're still it's, you're still a part of it it's though. exciting for you yeah i mean
0: um and that's the thing that i also wanted to say is like i know you guys say that you listen to podcasts and you've you've done some before or do, done radio shows before it's uh, it's crazy to think that we're getting ready to get to 100 because some of those biggest ones like Joe Rogan's podcast and like um, Adam Krola's podcast, they're like into the thousands of episodes. Yeah, I
2: think Joe Rogan's like 1,300 or around that area somewhere, yeah. so that's insane to think. And,
0: and I'm hoping that by continuing to do it, we're eventually going to get to those things like the video and the, and the uh, interviews that are just like with people that – for example, like Neil deGrasse Tyson was on Adam Kroll's podcast. Like if I got if I got that guy to talk to me about, you know, some of these like theories that we have, like that would blow my mind. I would love it. Yeah. And um, that kind of like is one of those things that I know that Colin is uh thinks about a lot. And that's what we kind of talked about prior to the podcast was him, uh, uh, sharing some, uh, conspiracy theories and his thoughts on them. And then I also, I shared with him, um, simulation theory, a a video that I found on YouTube that does have Neil deGrasse Tyson in it. So I just want to kind of get from you the very, like, um, the, what, what you think and how, uh, those things kind of relate to you.
1: So you know, let me say first of all. Sorry, I'm not Neil deGrasse Tyson, but a very close. <laughs> close second. second. It was like I on, the, on the
2: list. It was like Neil deGrasse. Neil Tyson. DeGrasse yeah. Colin Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> if
1: he's one A. If I could be one B, <laughs> then, then that feels good. But no, no that's, I love it. it. That, that's so funny that we were. Uh, you know, just just the idea of of conspiracy theories, and you mm-hmm. know, I don't know when you want to kind of dive into these, but my idea about that whole thing is kind of once. I figured out one thing, or I found out one thing. I did my own research mm-hmm. that proved what I had learned my entire life. You know, people have been telling you to do this, do this certain thing for your entire life, right? And, and this is exactly, and this is the only way to do it. And once I kind of experimented and realized that that was wrong.
0: Yeah. What What was it that, that you were talking about?
1: Yeah. So fasting. Yeah. Basically, is is where the whole thing started with me in 2012. I had a I, I, I was working at a at a gym um in Iowa yeah. in Des Moines Iowa and we had a 10 week you know weight loss challenge it was it was a big group fitness boot camp yeah. type gym and uh i didn't i didn't want to do this 10 week weight loss challenge because i didn't you know want to lose any weight but i wanted to do something yeah. that would challenge me you know both both mentally and physically yeah. um and so I, I started doing some research and figured out you know what i was going to do and i decided to do this like 10 week basically fasting challenge where i would uh intermittent fast for for 5 days a week monday through friday uh, Saturday I would basically you know what, what do they call it you know refuel refill yeah. day it was just like beer and college football and wings yeah. yeah just to keep my sanity mm-hmm. and then I would do a, a twenty four hour fast on on Sundays oh wow um, and that's just like that's how I kind of learned about it and so I did it for ten weeks straight and I tested all my you know all my strength numbers before that mm-hmm. ten weeks my weight my my body fat percentage all that kind of stuff came back after ten weeks had lost four percent but went went from. Twelve percent to eight percent body fat. All my all my lifts went up. Um, physically, I could see a big difference, and um, and then uh, my weight stayed the same. So I was like, "Oh, yo, there's got to be something. Yeah. There's got to be something about this, you know, because you you'd just been told for your entire life, you know, eat this many times and do this and do this,
0: yeah. And
1: um and I thought, well, that's wrong, yeah, right. And so I thought I started then to begin to, to think like what else yeah. have I been lied to about exactly. you know, much and so that's that's kind of where the the cons- the my my love for conspiracy series yeah. and, and, and came.
0: I think just with um like theories in general like it's all, it's for me it's something that's like it's entertaining to like sit here and think about and like discuss like the possibilities of these things being, you know, accurate or, you know, the possibility of it not being accurate and like the, the whole, just like surrounding, you know, why would people want to keep this a secret or why wouldn't they, you know, why would we be able to know about it if it's such a closely guarded secret? There's there's also so many things that are beat into your head
2: uh, over, like you were saying over and over again, and you're, you're, you're taught to think this way. But if you stop and put just a, an inkling of common sense into what you're looking at, then you can tell that it's not foolproof. Like perfect Absolutely. example is like the food pyramid. We're talking about fasting. <laughs> yeah. So right. the, the food pyramid is like complete bullshit. If you really look at like what's on there and this is off a of 2000 calorie, whatever. Yeah. That's just not today with the food, all that stuff that comes out of bread and all that crap. Like it's not as healthy as one might think Mm. and all it took to for me to realize that was like stop look at and this can be you can plug this in with anything anything stop and look like wow it's not like there's holes in this
0: what, what you're trying to sell me here and what's what's insane about the food pyramid was it was created by people that were paying scientists because they were like hey, we need to sell more of our grain-based foods. So help us make sure that people eat a lot of grains and a lot of bread and a lot of carbs and things like that because that's what we're selling. And uh it was back before you know before science was uh, a little bit more taken more seriously and you it's basically like you can tie it a lot a lot together just with money and with the fact that for example advertising like if you ever watched mad men you used to be able yeah. to say whatever you wanted to get somebody to buy your product and then they decided to make that you know illegal to be able to do whatever you want on well there. i've
2: also seen like conspiracies uh, about people like government officials or whoever, like the man, whatever you want to call it, basically paying off FDA or the people that approve the what gets put on the bottle and what's yeah. bad for you, what's good for you. And like a uh, 2009 survey of sugar says that blah, blah, blah. So the people that make those kind of things are paid off by like higher government officials are made to do this so that as consumers, people buy certain things and are like, oh, that's not bad for you, so I'll go buy – you know, what said thing, whatever they, right now,
0: everything says organic or like homegrown or or something. cage free, which cage free. And, and, um, like, what is it? Uh, organic and that kind of stuff I I do believe in, but, well, yeah, but I'm just saying that there are things that are said to be that. And they're not actually that they're just putting it on their label. The antibiotic thing freaks
2: me out when you're just pumping an animal full of antibiotics and then they're like all right let's chop it up and feed it to a bunch of
0: people (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so with so with fasting i uh i tried that it was um i found a an article from Corey Gregory he's one of the oh, yeah. like um, kind of a fitness guy like he's really big I met him at actually at the Arnold and uh, got a clip of me talking to him at the Arnold and made a podcast out of my trip to the Arnold it was really shitty because I was not very good at it at the, at the time right. but it was really fun and it was cool to have him on and actually like answer a question he like it was pretty motivational it was only like a minute or too long but it was cool to actually be able to talk to him but anyways he has like what he calls anabolic fasting mm-hmm. and um, it's basically or, yeah, anabolic fasting, I think is what it yeah. is. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> I tried to do that. It's just the way work is for me. Like, I can't get away from work to actually eat in my time frame that I'm supposed to eat.
1: Excuses. The, uh, it is, <laughs> it Excuses. is an excuse, but like,
0: <laughs> like, legit, like, I'll go to work sometimes and I'll be able to not leave the production area for eight to ten hours to go back and get food. And that's like in that window that you're supposed to eat. So, I've tried it, and I think it's something that I could do if I just had the availability, I well, guess. also,
2: I was going to say, Connell will tell you that there's different forms of fasting. Yeah. So those 10 to 8 hours, could you could work that into your schedule to where that was, that's the time where you're fasting. Yeah. And then when you get it's, off production line, then that's when you eat. Yeah. It's all based off of as long as you're like what he does is an 8-hour uh, feeding time. So mm-hmm. like he'll um, plan it accordingly so mm-hmm. the time that he's – Like, so if you're on production line for that long or whatever you said, then you just eat before. As long as you're not eating for, or as long as you're only eating for those eight hours.
0: The issue is, is like the flipping of the schedule too. So like one week I'm working super early, one week I'm working super late. So like if I plan for this time frame to be it, but no, that is excuses and I am making excuses. But, um, so it's kind of the pot calling the kettle. Like I'm (laughs) I'm the last person that should be giving you shit for this. But Um, but so like what, like what, Benefits have you gotten from it so far
1: yeah besides the fact that it makes my life easier yeah that's that's the biggest thing you know and, and it kind of started where i was actually so i was coaching at this gym i would get up at 4 18 mm-hmm. every morning right now i would be into the gym by five and when i was eating i man i had to you know i, I had to run downstairs i had to start the you know start the stove and then yeah. run upstairs and brush and then do you know and it and as soon as I stopped eating in the morning, yeah. things got so much easier, yeah. right? And I and I realized I wasn't totally relying on, you know, eating this, this certain amount of stuff at this mm-hmm. at this time. Um, like I said, the idea where just the, at its very base level was because I wanted something to challenge myself, mm-hmm. right? And so it's kind of everybody's got their different whys for why yeah. they do things, you know, and the people who I've talked to a lot about it. Um, I, you know they ask they ask me about the benefits and how to do it and all this stuff and, and I would and I can talk about that for days. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, if you're hungry and you're like, man, I'm I'm fasting because CT told me to fast. Mm-hmm. Well, I might as well just eat, right? Yeah. But if you're doing it because you've done research and you've yeah. read about it and you and you see what it, the, the health benefits are, mm-hmm. then it's way easier to to survive these yeah. these fat and and it's really not tough at all. We talked Shane, you know Shane had mentioned I. I'll eat noon to eight or I'll eat uh, two to 10 or whatever. Um, And that's all that's because that's what works for me. Yeah. Like you said, it'd be tough, you know, very tough. Yeah. Just with the flipping
0: of the schedule, like I'll eventually get past that and I'll have a better. And what I was saying
2: last night is the hardest part for me when I have tried the fasting was, um, and you gave me a lot of good insight on this was like, once I begin to eat, then I'm like starving. But when yeah. I wake up in the morning and I go for that run or I lift or whatever, that I feel great. Like if you've ever worked out or ran or anything on a fast, you just have all this energy because you're not weighed down by whatever you just ate or yeah. anything. So for me, I was kind of curious as to um, what, ex- like I want to hear from you, what exactly happens to your body when you begin to fast or like, so w- what, what actually changes in your body when you start going on a fasting program? And you were talking to me last night about, um, growth hormones and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and kind of maybe go into that a little bit.
1: Yeah, so Sh- Shannon, and I got to got to catch up last night over a couple beers and talk mm-hmm. about fasting. So he's he's a little further along in the conversation yeah. than some of the listeners maybe, yeah. but um, yeah. So so basically, what what the goal is is you're trying to burn fat as fuel instead of sugar mm-hmm. slash food as yeah. fuel, um, and and the whole. The old theory, you know, the calories in versus calories out, mm-hmm. um, whole thing has been debunked over and over and proven that that is completely wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, because it, how am I supposed to know? Okay, today I was in a car for five hours driving back to Cleveland, but then I got out and I ran down the street and I came back. Okay, how many calories out yeah. <laughs> did I have compared to you know the iced coffee that I bought? So that's good. It doesn't yeah. make sense. You can't you can't keep up with something like that. Yeah. Um, but basically, you you are getting to the point where your body is burning fat for fuel. Right, the the fat stores that you have for fuel, mm-hmm. as opposed to sugar for fuel, um, and what that does is, you, you know, every time you eat, your insulin is raised. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sugar from the from the food spikes your insulin. People who have issues with that, um, uh, you know, insulin resistance, have, are. Given the term they now have type two diabetes, yeah, right, and that's exactly what that is they are insulin resistant, so doctors say, okay, I'm going to give them more insulin spikers yeah. and then more and then more, and you know yeah. and then and then their Jesus. body is all out of whack. all they have to do is just stop eating mm-hmm. and it will lower their insulin levels, yeah, and then they'll be able to kind of have have more control over it um,
2: one of my favorite things that you said last night that I'm going to completely butcher, and then I'm gonna let you tell it right sure. <laughs> Um <laughs> You said something about maybe someone walking from New York to Florida and doing that and not needing um, any kind of like the fuel that they are using is completely from their fat and their body. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna let you take yeah, it no, away yeah, that, and say yeah, it right. Yeah, that
1: was excellent. So people freak out, right? The, the idea is like, well, I'm not okay. I'm, I can't eat these four hours. How am I gonna survive? Mm-hmm. You know, when what I point out all the time now with, people, with some I'm of my buddies, starving. I'm starving. I'm starving to death. <laughs> You're gonna die! <laughs> oh my gosh! You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, you're right because the you know the last like two thousand years uh, that that human beings yeah. have been on this possibly flat planet, there weren't always times where they were eating all the time. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like there weren't always times where you know um, King Leonidas in three hundred yeah get breakfast, lunch, and dinner and, <laughs> snacks, and like this dude is a badass, yeah. and it's because. He did yeah, eat yeah, an apple at was, one point. He did have an apple.
2: <laughs> he looked, he was probably the coolest been, looking and like, they, eating of an oh, apple. And that they uh, dined in hell. Tonight <laughs> we dine in
1: hell. <laughs> but, you know, like, I, he was never, like, I'm going to die. I'm so hungry. Like, you're mm. don't, don't do not do that. Yeah. Right? Like, people, don't say, I'm starving to death. I'm going to die. So the idea, what, what that study was, uh, the average human being has enough body fat to get themselves from if they walked from New York, they could go all the way to Jacksonville, Florida, walking on body fat alone Jesus. without that's needing fuel, yeah. without needing food that's crazy and yeah and it's a, it's a crazy idea right? So anytime now that i'm thinking oh i'm 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 hungry, mm-hmm. man, I'm starving. Mm-hmm. I think like, oh no i'm not right i could i could i have enough i have enough body fat to be able to take myself wherever i need to whenever Mm -hmm. i need to um my big interest in it now that i've that i've spent you know about five years or so messing with it is how how it affects performance athletes right so you hear a lot of times you know bodybuilders do it all the time um because they like the effects of how their body looks and it does make your body look a certain way mm-hmm. and i have i've noticed that and i've obviously liked that part of it cuz yeah. it's great who wouldn't like that but what it what it really does best for you is is hormonally you know what it does inside and that's we mm-hmm. began to talk about that you know kind of what what it does for you um but with that with that being said the bodybuilders talk about it um you know models people who have to be aesthetic yeah. Talk about it. Actors who are getting ready for roles have to talk about it, um, and and they they say it really helps. But like, what does it do? For the performance athlete, the fast mm-hmm. twitch athlete, the professional football player, so that's kind of where I'm at now with my yeah. with my research. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say I say research, I use that very loosely. <laughs> I just basically do experiments on myself, yeah. see how I feel, and then go from there. And so there what, what I started doing this year was
2: you're, you're a scientist, basically. Yeah, well, yeah. basically, yeah. essentially, <laughs> yeah. essentially yeah. a scientist. Yeah. And so what I started are you doing wearing this year that lab coat? Like, was, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect you to bring that to the show.
1: We, um, I would usually always start eating during the season before practice right Mm -hmm. i would eat before practice then i would have to stop eating later i'm I'm sorry stop eating earlier in the day so Mm -hmm. that was tough so this year i thought okay what if i just fast during practice right and i would tell people and and you get to practice and people are eating bagels and breakfast sandwiches Mm -hmm. and cereal and all this stuff you know and i and people finally got you know what dude i never see you Eat breakfast. Oh, and I love breakfast. I'm just yeah. eat it later. Yeah, <laughs> right, is, is is the thing. And so I felt I had I had two or three of my teammates doing it with me. Um, and the days that we would eat before practice, you'd go into practice and we'd be tired. Mm-hmm. We'd feel slow, um, especially cognitively. We we wouldn't we weren't super sharp. We'd go in there in into practice days where we are fasting in the morning. Mm-hmm. Felt excellent. Yeah, you know, and and it just and that's where that's where that my we'll use the word again research yeah, yeah. start okay i said i feel way better practicing on an epi stomach and fasted than i do when i'm fed yeah right and so listen i'm i'm for people who aren't who don't know me i'm six one two hundred pounds i'm not a four three guy right yeah, you know yeah. i'm not six ten mm-hmm. so it's like if i can do if i can do anything to get an advantage on the opponent, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And if it's as easy as not eating yeah. before practice because they're slower yeah. mentally and physically because they haven't eaten, then great, I'm going to take full full advantage yeah, of that. Yeah. Right. So I'm interested to see w- going into a game fasted how something like that would be. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so that's that's kind of like so to is be, that the next the determined. next
0: uh, the next phase.
1: Well, it's it, it's tough because I've had success. Eating and yeah. playing, you know, yeah. it's just yeah. like so. So you know, kind of why why screw up a, yeah. uh, a a good thing and you know that that's the time you have to be on yeah right once a week. Twelve times, sixteen times a year, you have to be on. Yeah, I'm not willing right now
0: to risk that. To risk yeah. one if bad it, if day. If it
2: ain't
1: broke, you know you don't, you don't need to fix it. it. <laughs> I was trying and to say that as it, hillbilly as possible.
0: <laughs> no, and and another thing that I just wanted to throw out there is is I I took. 90 days off of drinking one time just to just to see if I could do it and see if it was like something that I could handle and I
1: can't take 90 minutes <laughs> I just had a, I had a drink on the way here
0: <laughs> so I I did that and like you would be surprised I think I lost like 17 pounds or something like that yeah
2: honestly the time that and I, I didn't change anything else, else. Yeah. I mean that'll do it honestly the times I've
0: taken off I'm obviously haven't in a while I've done a stint that long and I'm not gonna say that it would I'm not going to confirm or deny that it was, like, mandated that I take those 90 days off. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, uh, government or by the wife or, which are the same so, thing, right? <laughs> hey, I'm just
2: leaving it out there. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. But I, like, the times I've taken a week off from drinking, I feel like, not necessarily I've lost all this weight or anything, but I feel way better. Yeah. Which sucks, man, because you can't have have your beer. you can't have your cake and you can't eat it, too. Exactly. Like, it's nice to drink and have fun but i think at some point in my life down the road maybe in the next 10 years i'm going to like shy away from drinking and i always thought to myself like why did people just say like i don't drink mm-hmm. you know there's those people out there and they're usually like older people and i think it's because you just get to a point in your life you're like i don't necessarily feel like feeling like this anymore mm-hmm. and i know that i feel better without alcohol and yeah. my body runs on all cylinders or whatever and if you just have a halfway decent diet just halfway decent and you don't drink you i feel like a thousand times better yeah. so that's just proof enough for me that you know yeah like maybe take it here to the next i've still got
0: some drinking oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah absolutely and and i love beer too much so i'm not going to give that up but uh you also mentioned the uh the flat earth thing when you were talking about this so so what's what are the what are the things that you've thought about that or research and seen on that yeah so
1: that that was one of the you kind
0: of touched on it. So I wanted yeah, to go back yeah. to Has, it hashtag it. hashtag woke. And exactly. Yeah, and,
1: and and that's it. You know, and, and it's just it, that is funny. Shane and I have, have joked about too. everybody <laughs> talks about being woke and, and you're woke. And, and there was a guy I was on a on a movie set a couple weeks ago and his shirt said, stay woke. And I said, that's awesome. I said, bro, I said, your shirt stay, says, stay woke. But you still think this is a globe like spinning earth that you're living on. Yeah. And he was like, What are you talking? <laughs> you were a great You bombarded person. him with <laughs> like, yeah. and I'm
2: like, He was not ready for that. He's like he went home, he's like, I'm not wearing like, this shit again. He's like, I definitely don't stay woke. Yeah. Don't I'm not wear a, wearing this shirt.
1: Yeah, don't wear a stay woke shirt and not have any idea about theories and yeah. you know what and, and possibilities. You should have just
2: walked to him and been like, chemtrails? Yeah. And this, like, yeah, shook just, your head, like, and he'd been like, What? What just happened? This guy's, a, this guy's a crazy person. I don't know what he's, know what he's talking about.
1: Yeah. So that, that was another one. Like, and, and that's, that is the most fun mm-hmm. conspiracy theory because when, and it's awesome to talk about at bars. Um, and I'll actually tell a quick story about last time I was, I was home at a bar talking about the flat earth, but yeah. that is something people are so passionate about. Right. Because it's the first thing you learn. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that the, the earth you live on is a globe yeah. and it's spinning and it, thousands and thousands of miles per hour. Some yeah. For some reason, we can still just stand here yeah. and, and not move. But um, that's neither here nor there. But it's just so <laughs> fun to talk about because people get so angry. Oh, yeah. And so that's that's one of the reasons why I enjoy the conversation. Yeah. Um, and what had happened, we, my buddy and I, uh, we got a good buddy of mine, Drew, mm-hmm. um, who lives here back at home. And we talk about this stuff all the time. We're, yeah. we're, 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 at, a, we're at a bar a couple weeks ago just tossing ideas back and forth of yeah. possibilities and what might be going on. And this guy, this, this, this gentleman, probably mid-50s, pokes my shoulder. And he said, I am, I'm sorry, guys. Are you, um, are you saying that the earth might possibly be flat? And I said, you know, I, I'm not saying that I know it's flat. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I don't know if it's round.
0: There you go.
1: And he said, at
0: least being open to it. Yeah,
1: he said, "You guys are," and because my parents are, will listen to this. So I'll change the words, but you are effing retarded. <laughs> Jesus! I, and he got mad, and I, sa- I said, "I said, I said, oh, I said, oh I'm I'm sorry, sir. I, you know what? What? That's an aggressive do you thing have, to say to somebody. Right? And, well, that's <laughs> they want to they want to argue about it. They don't want to." Say anything about research They just want to argue about it So I said What proof He said I've traveled all over the world I I said Oh that's awesome So you've seen The curvature of the earth Right Mm -hmm. You've seen it He said I'm not an effing astronaut (laughs) (laughs) This guy is intense I said Oh so you haven't seen the curve You don't have to see it to..." And then this guy Ended up causing such (sighs) a scene He got kicked out of the bar Jesus And I was just My buddy Drew and I Were just sitting there like Man Can I also point out that
2: I'm watching My language because of your mom as well. <laughs> I wait shout on his to mom. mom and his dad all the time, and mm-hmm. they're very nice people. Like, I love waiting on them. They're yeah. very nice. And, you know, I'm just watching my voice, or my yeah. my words, and maybe not cussing as much because I, you know, I want to do good, good by them. You sure. know? They're they're, shout they're, out to mom and dad. They're good people. So. Well, the,
0: the thing that, the first thing, the first question that I wanted to have for you, and I'm posing it to both of you guys, actually, for the for Flat Earth thing is, what reason would we want to hide this from people like why would we want to hide the fact that it was flat because to me i don't see any benefit or right. negative to just saying this is what it is
1: so there are kind of deep responses right mm-hmm. and and there are easier responses yeah and so, so we can get as deep as you one, guys want Yeah. so one that i really like is just the idea that if the earth were flat it would mean someone a higher being would have had to create it mm-hmm. the way the way it is and, and the way it works, right? So it's it's very pro religion, and that's something that people don't want to hear all the yeah. time. So it would be very easy to just say, "Okay, this is how it happened." So believe this happened, and then so you can you can believe in this guy or this god or this person or this. You can do all believe all of these things. Do ever whatever, whatever you want, right? because the earth is this globe. Mm-hmm. But if it's flat, no, it it had to be created by a yeah. person. Yeah. Um and so that's one of the one of the coolest ones that I've heard. Um because then, you know, cuz then that brings up other total different total different topics. Um, yeah. but you know, also you, you start to think another one of a buddy of mine talks about is just the fact that if people were to know that it was flat, then they would they would start to awaken to other things right well and that's what a, else, that's what, what we've talked about on the,
0: on the podcast before is is like if we answer a if we confirm or deny a, a theory then we have to start confirming or denying all theories right because we have to figure it out we have to find out
2: so my thing with the flat earth and mine is not a deep mine is just that i think um a lot of conspiracy theorists people that are way more open-minded than wait like even to an extreme that we are mm. um like to people like to get behind something you know what mm-hmm. i mean people mm-hmm. like to be a part of something and argue something and i think that a lot of people and, and in the grand scheme of things the whole flat earth thing is a very small community yeah it just gets a lot of like shine because they're telling us the, the earth is flat mm-hmm. so i think in the grand scheme of things, there's a small group of people that literally think the the Earth is flat. I don't. I'm, I'm not saying small. I mean, it's still thousands of people. But when you're talking about the whole world in grand scheme. That's it, not a lot of people. Yeah. Um. So I think it's just something people can get behind and kind of like, yeah, I You know, like either it's a. I think a lot of people are just not smart enough to realize that they're wrong. <laughs> and then there's people that literally, literally believe that, you know, they ha- they just want to get behind it and they believe in that. But, mm-hmm. and then like you said, a lot of it's just like, uh, you know, gods and things are created this way. It's yeah. like, it's just, like you said, there's a very deep meaning and then there's very easy. Like mm-hmm. I guarantee you a lot of it is just people out there that are just like, oh, it sounds legit to me. I'll yeah. get behind that. But what I was going to say is I found, we talked about this last night mm-hmm. and I brought it up on my phone. Uh, this guy, his name is Mad Mike Hughes. <laughs> I read this. And yesterday. he's a limo driver. And he is building, he's built a rocket before, but he's building a rocket to, to prove that the Earth is flat. And he's going to launch himself into space. And <laughs> um, I'll just read a little bit of this. A man who believes the Earth is flat and was ready to launch himself from a rocket in California on Saturday afternoon has canceled his plans, at least for now. So he says, mm. he's gonna, at the bottom of this, he basically said he's going to try next week again. So um, there's actually footage of his first uh, rocket thing, and uh, he went up in the air. It didn't seem like he went very high. Yeah. And then he had to go to the hospital like, yeah, for a couple of He sustained some injuries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it says, not having the required federal permits plus mechanical problems with his motor home slash rocket launcher, <laughs> forced self-taught rocket scientist, Mad Mike Hughes, to put his experiment on a hold. And I'll just read this last little did you, thing. Did
0: you Did you see the quote of his about science? That's the part that you should. Read. Uh,
2: okay, it's been very disappointing. He said, uh, "Hughes, uh, no, I don't see.
0: It's it's in there somewhere, but basically, he's like, no. Oh, hold on.
2: <laughs> the Bureau of Land Management told me they would not allow me to do the event, at least not at the location." Hughes said in the YouTube announcement, amid international attention over his plans to launch into the atmo atmos flat, atmos flat, instead of the atmosphere. It's atmos oh, flat. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! He is a 61 year old limo driver who has spent the last few years building a steam powered rocket out of salvaged parts in his garage. Yeah, his project has cost him twenty thousand dollars, which includes rust oleum paint to fancy it up and a motorhome he bought on Craigslist that is converted <laughs> into a ramp. There
1: you go. <laughs> can I just say this is not. The hero we deserve. <laughs> yeah. This is the hero that we yeah. need. Yeah, <laughs> like you said
2: last night, not all heroes wear capes. Not
1: all heroes wear capes. And this but, guy,
0: but is Mad is Mike hero. definitely wears a cape. I, I get. get I that. get all my. <laughs> uh,
2: I get all my facts from most limo drivers. So <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> every that, time I'm in an Uber, I get yeah, it. I'm like, just, man,
1: that was the most interesting conversation. Yeah,
2: it's if we're not listening to you know Saudi Arabia music,
0: we're talking about flat Earth. That's one know. or the other. Either uh, one.
1: All these guys are
0: awake (laughs) woke like i said he did say something in there about like science and that he he doesn't necessarily need to oh yeah believe in science to be able to build a rocket and he's like i know something about rocketry and stuff like that but i don't need to know about science to know that i can launch myself up into the air science literally has everything to do with (laughs) what you're doing sir (laughs) um so with with the uh the flat earth thing it kind of is what i sent to you through facebook which was the simulation theory and i kind of like give Shane a little bit of info like before we started the show what what simulation theory is did you end up getting to watch the video uh,
1: unfortunately i didn't and yeah. i was thinking that on on the way over here um, i will tell you i'm way behind it mm-hmm. already yeah. like i'm already into the <laughs> idea um,
0: this can get I, I'm, this I'm can get I'm deep
1: forward yeah. to like hearing about
0: this yeah neil degrasse tyson um, one of the one i already talked about he was part of the video and uh it was called star talk is his like tv show that he does i think i don't know what channel he does it on but apparently he gets celebrities on and talks to him about the cosmos and like space and like physics and things like that and um, somebody sent him in a viewer question about what his thoughts were on simulation theory and he said you know In classic Neil deGrasse Tyson way, he blows your mind with what he's saying about it, but it kind of breaks down to the smallest bits of, like, you know, when we create a video game, for example, Mario Brothers, Mario in that game believes that he is real. Like, he believes that he's Mario and that he is doing these things and that he is an autonomous being, even though we are actually controlling him. And he was like, what's to say that we are not the autonomous being created by a higher power than us. That is basically just watching how this stuff plays out. Mm. And he's like, when that person gets bored, that's why we get things shaken up. For example, with conspiracy theories, hurricanes, with hurricanes, tsunamis, with Donald Trump getting elected president, not saying that that's a, like, I'm not here. I'm not for or against, I'm not going to get into that debate with, uh, with regards to him. But, how big of a deal was it that he did get elected? I mean, it's become like a huge thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson broke it down and it just, it seems to me like something that is quite plausible. And then, um, another thing they brought up at some point in the, in the show is who it's like, it's really, it's like really deep, but it's like, basically they were saying that you would need a planet sized computer with our, like, the computing power that we're, we're working with in this math problem, a planet sized computer to run the amount of calculations it would take to um, basically from human existence, like the first humans till now. If you were to simulate everything up until now, you would need that uh, size of a computer. And then also that size of that computer could run all of the, com- the com- computational energy that your brain creates. For all that, like, I think they said 700, or no, 7 billion, no, seven billion is not right. Basically, however many people have existed, you'd need that kind of computing power to do it. And they're like, so what's to say with how large our universe is that that doesn't exist? That there is, like, a giant planet that is, like, literally the computer that is running everything that we see. So automatically I relate everything to movies. Yeah. So
2: (laughs) I think of the Truman show for one, which Mm -hmm. is not necessarily the same like aspect of a a higher being uh, of just kind of like controlling us from from space or whatever you Mm want to think of. But then I also think of like, there's like some scenes in men in black where like, uh, there's like that whole civilization that's living in In the locker. locker. So I think of kind of stuff like that. And then they did this like weird little, um, thing at the end where they're showing the credits, but they're also showing like, us underneath of a fingernail of of another being and like that's very possible that Mm -hmm. i mean to me that makes sense like you just don't know like i mean the vastness of what could actually be out there in space because we're just in our um what is it called the uh
1: like our universe is that what yeah i guess right just that
2: we have there's multiple universes yeah and we've only been to extend, been able to extend so well, far. Well, there's one
0: universe, multiple galaxies.
1: The
2: galaxies. <laughs> thank you. The galaxy is the word I was listening, looking for. But so we're, we're in all these different galaxies and we're all only able to extend so far. Mm-hmm. And we're able to even see things often in the distance that we know that they're there, but we don't necessarily know what's on them or what they are or they're just a shape or mm-hmm. a weird color. And it's just like, if that's happening, there's things out there moving that are that close and there's multiple galaxies. I mean, I've heard the statistic before. I can't repeat it, yeah. obviously, because I'm. But <laughs> the the amount of galaxies, there is as many stars as there is galaxies, yeah. and all just that's just insane. Oh, to we're me. so small, yeah. Right? Yeah, right. Just, and we, we I never mean, really
1: think about that. But w- yeah, I mean, if you them. really
2: want some, like when you, you know, like all these people I see that there's like the the world revolves around them. Yeah, you know what I mean. As long as it's okay with them, everything's good in the world. Yeah. You're such a small mm. inkling of just <laughs> Earth existence, let alone the existence of the entire
0: universe. Universe, yeah.
2: like I like if you want to like get poked down a notch, mm-hmm. like that's you just sit sit in your <laughs> bed at night when you're trying to think fall asleep and think of, uh,
0: wow, I'm not shit. It's completely like, <laughs> completely sorry. insignificant. <laughs> sorry, sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. Well, the 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 simulation thing also like um, another part of it is is uh, you know if, if you heard of the uh, Mandela effect. So, like, basically, when we we remember something as a collective whole this way, but then when we, like, the, for example, the Berenstein Bears or Berenstain Bears, um, basically, the way it's spelled is Berenstain, but I remember as a kid Berenstain. calling it the Berenstain mm-hmm. Bears Same, and reading the books and like it always being pronounced Berenstain Bears and then, Somebody posted a, a, a uh, article, yeah, an article on the internet, and said it's Baron It's not just that Mandela. The reason it's called the Mandela effect is a collective whole of us remember, or I don't remember because I don't think I was old enough, but remember Mandela dying in prison. Like there was a news article saying he's died in prison, you know, blah blah. blah. But then what actually happened, or what everybody like knows to be true is he was released from prison, like, and to amid much fanfare and, like, awesome stuff for him, you know, but it's everybody remembering it one way, and then it's, like, so what it relates to with the simulation theory is that's a glitch, like, that somebody hasn't, like, worked out or they wanted to change something because they wanted to go this way, and... That's just like one of the parts of this possibly being a simulation theory, that that's just like a hiccup in the in the simulation. Right. Jesus. <laughs> that's a little much to take in.
1: Well, just like what in The Matrix, right? When they yeah. see deja vu. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's, that's a glitchy So there's all, all these all
2: different, um, like, avenues you can take for existence like mm-hmm. there's uh you know the multiple galaxies thing there's the like the matrix like i i yeah. relate a lot with that because yeah. it kind of blew my mind even watching it when i was younger i didn't understand it mm-hmm. i was like well oh, red pill blue pill whatever <laughs> and then now i'm just like holy shit like that's like way more um whoever made that movie is just like wow yeah like so that's impressive to me there's all like and you can take like i said all these different avenues of How things come into existence, why things are the way they are, like the Truman Show. Like I, I know everyone's has has had that thought in their mind before. Like, what if I'm just like the only real thing, (laughs) and everything around me is just kind of like a like people watching me or seeing how I react to things, or like, you know, I did. This is one big joke, like you know what I mean. I I I think everyone's
0: had that feeling before. But did I tell Mm you the the crazy thoughts that i've had like about that kind of stuff like i thought because people have always said that um crazy people don't know they're crazy so i've always wondered like (laughs) what if i'm completely insane and i'm just sitting in a room imagining everything that's happening right now and then it's not actually going on that's one thing then my second thing this is a this is a theory that i have that is kind of tied into the simulation theory is i feel that we are all like mentally connected in some way or another. Mm -hmm. And at times I've thought that, um, some, some people more than others. yeah. Yeah, Yeah. And I think that sometimes like, for example, I had a theory when I was a really little kid that when I had dreams, I was actually seeing other people's like thoughts and memories of what was like what they were doing. Yeah. And that that's like, that's why, when I have dreams, they don't relate sometimes to me at all. Like I've told Shane this on the podcast. Sometimes I have dreams where I'm like looking down on it, like a third person, like camera, like I'm watching it play out. And he said, he's not had dreams like that. I haven't really talked to anybody that's had dreams like that. And if they have awesome, send us an email, call in something, Mm -hmm. let me know. But I just think that that's where, and then a lot of the times when you listen to like, this is so fucked up. The Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla podcast Literally, their Friday episode, I, like, refreshed my podcast to download some more yesterday when I was on my way to work. The, the one they were talking about, one of their callers was calling in to talk about Flat Earth. Yes. And we are not connected to that podcast. I didn't have any idea that that's what they were going to be doing. And it's just nuts that I think that we are literally, like, connected to think – like, we sometimes think about the same stuff just because we are connected somehow by our own, like, our minds and our brains yeah. or, like, the neurons firing and stuff like that. Why because- would you even
2: say on, like, a lighter... More like less deep note, like me and you. A lot of times, like we, we joke about how we're not able to like disagree on things. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just because we have a similar upbringing, we did a lot of similar things as kids, or what it is. But a lot of times, whatever uh standpoint we have on something is usually the same, yeah, which is not necessarily good, ma- doesn't make for a good podcast because we're <laughs> always just agreeing yeah. with each other. Yeah, that sounds good. Let's uh, move <laughs> yeah. on to the next one. I'll just say a bunch of stuff, and you would be like, Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I was hoping you'd say <laughs> so.
0: But, yeah, I just I just think that they, we can get really deep on the yeah. existence of yeah. people and our own existence some, because... Maybe just on a lighter note, we could talk about um,
2: Colin and yep. the AFL. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And kind of what um, his road, because he's, what, seven years? Yeah. yeah, yeah so it'll be eight seven. or... Yeah, you, you go yeah. Ahead. Well, yeah.
1: yeah, let me first say if... I am being controlled. Can they stop doing such a bad job? <laughs> like, can I get some more money? Says the or guy. Like, says the
2: guy in the AFL like that's a, completely ripped. Yeah, has cool, cool tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, like, you just got dealt the real like, bad card over there. <laughs>
1: can not I just have like a hot girlfriend yeah. and like a nice sports car? And there. so, whoever's in charge, there. take take a note. Sports car. Um, yep. but yeah, man, the the arena football league thing is 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 wild. Um. I played.
0: How'd you even get started with that?
1: Yeah, so I I, I played at Indiana University. I went and walked on nice. um, after playing here locally in, in the Indianapolis area in Carmel. Went to uh, Indiana University, walked on. Uh, had to be an IU athlete. My sister was a was an awesome track athlete there. My grandfather was a was a. A tennis player at IU, so I had to kind of follow in their footsteps and, and prove that I'm not the worst athlete in my family because everybody's <laughs> super crazy talented and uh, I'm just trying to like keep up with them. Right, so I went and I walked on at IU, um, kind of bounced back and forth, a couple different positions. I I, um, I was told I was too. I was too slow and not strong enough to play receiver. Oh wow. So that off season, all I cared about was that, right? Yeah. And this was I think my junior year. So I went in and I broke the bench press record for yeah. for receivers. So at the time, I did I did 225 mm-hmm. uh 24 times, right? Holy shit. So I was the strongest wide receiver of all time, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of blowing this thing out of proportion wow, right now. Yeah. And are I facts. went to I went to this guy who told me you're not big you know, you're not strong enough to to you know block these black D's, DBs to, yeah. to make these plays or whatever I said I'm now the strongest wide receiver of all time mm-hmm. right
2: you're kind of like so the, now what you're kind of <laughs> like <laughs> you're kind of like the Rudy of IU <laughs> so, like, like, maybe not four, <laughs> not four foot tall
0: not four foot nothing a hundred yeah. and nothing I'm just saying like the better yeah. you know more probably saw more playing
2: time. Good-looking version of Rudy. <laughs> that's true. I did play a couple of yeah. times him. Um, <laughs> did anyone lay down their jersey for you? No, like, unfortunately. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If I'm being simulated, like uh, have something cool like yeah. that happen. Um, it, uh, the more we talk about this, the more you're nothing like Rudy. <laughs> Two, 225, 24 times <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rudy. And then my yeah. mind's like,
1: I saw a movie. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, yeah, sorry. Well, no. He's and and the, the reason I bring that up is because I go to this guy who's like, yo, you're not strong enough. Mm-hmm. You can't play for me. Yeah. Right, so I go to him. And I said, "I'm now the strongest player ever here." Right, yeah. like once again, kind of blowing it. Up, but to say to go to this guy and be like, "Now what?" Yeah, and he goes, uh, "Yeah, we're gonna switch you to safety." Right, so <laughs> so throws me in safety a position. I've never never played. Yeah, I, I switch on a basically on a Monday Saturday. I'm a backup safety,
2: backup free safety
1: uh, at Iowa on Halloween. Iowa's. Uh, 4-0 and or 5-0, and ranked number four in the country. Mm-hmm. And we go out there. And, I mean, awesome, awesome place to play. I was incredible. Um, mm-hmm. And we warm up all good. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just going to watch this, kind of get the feel of what it's like being a defensive back. You know, that was like basically the first game I'd warmed up as a defensive back. Mm-hmm. And during the National Anthem, our starting free safety stands next to me, and he pats me on the shoulder, and he's like, you're up. And I look at my buddy Nick, and I'm like, what are you talking about? He's now in street clothes. Right? So he got hurt during oh, warm-ups no. and came on. He's like, good luck against <laughs> the number four team in the nation uh, with 60 million people watching. <laughs> well, okay, this will be good. Uh, third possession of the game, I come out and get an interception. Nice. And it was just like from there, it was just rolling. Like yeah. we, had a, we had a big lead. I um, actually ended up having two interceptions, forced to fumble, led the team in tackles. Nice. Like crazy game.
2: Right? Um, I've always thought that there's two kinds of people in the world People that can perform well under pressure, like, that just kind of thrive on it, and then people that can't. Because you saying that, like, got an interception, I would have been, like, on the ground, like, <laughs> rocking like a baby. Like, <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Man, like, you know,
1: it's just like, and that's what, so I've, I've got to do something. Yeah, yeah, You've got to perform. you got to go out for, there. And, I've been asking for this, so yeah. I better do something. Yeah. Yeah, and, I ended, and I'm playing a really, really good game. We're up 27 going into the fourth quarter. Spoiler alert. Uh, don't win, don't beat this number four team, Iowa. Right, so up twenty seven in the fourth quarter, they then mount the largest comeback in Big Ten history Jesus. to beat us in the fourth quarter. Go like thirty five, I think the score was thirty five, forty one, nothing, something like that crazy. in the fourth quarter. But, come back and win that next Monday. Iowa was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, beating the Indiana Hoosiers. And that would have been me. Oh, that would have been me oh, on there, you know, picking these balls <laughs> off and running. Yeah. Well, that's
2: almost not saying when you play there, but just in, in, in true IU fashion, they do give it up a lot oh, at man. the end. Like, they'll do so well. Again, I'm like, oh, we're going to beat Michigan. Yeah, this yeah. Is and it. then it's like, at the this end. like the You time. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, And when I was going down there, for those of you who don't know, I mean, you don't even know, I used to do security down there, and it was, oh, I would yeah. just stand by that rock down on the field and watch the games, and I got really into it and became, that's a, awesome. became a fan of the <laughs> Hoosiers. But, like, they would always give it up at the end. I don't know if it's, it's when tough. you. I didn't know you then, so I don't know if it's when you were playing there. But yeah, man. I mean, I just I felt for him because I became a huge Hoosier fan while mm-hmm. I was working there, mm-hmm. and that's crazy. The biggest,
1: dude, biggest, biggest comeback in, in Big time history. <laughs> that's
0: you know, crazy. You know, that, like, that you're that would have and been you're us on us the and opposite the end of it. Like, at least you
2: got that interception, and then two, this two, <laughs> okay, two, and this laid the, the groundwork for some some more things. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: So and that the reason I the reason I tell that story. Um Was because I got a phone call a couple weeks later, something like that, after that Iowa game from an Arena Football League coach. Yeah who said, hey, man, uh, depending on how stuff works, and I don't even know if this is legal, if mm-hmm. they can be talking to me, and I'm an am- You know, I don't know well, anything it's past about the uh, that. point
0: of, uh, yeah, I, I think, think, what is it, the uh, statute of limitations? <laughs> like, we're past that. Yeah, yeah. sure, so uh,
1: I won't say any names. <laughs> yeah. So he called me and said, uh, you know, it, depending on how the stuff works out with, with the draft in the NFL, if if that doesn't work out, would you want to come out here and, and play in the Arena Football League? And I said, well, I sure. I just, <laughs> I, I remember watching it, and when I was younger on set, you know Saturday mornings on TV, because John Bon Jovi yep. owned a team yep. and he had a team, uh, the, the people at the real world on MTV were. Oh, for it. I remember that. You this, remember that. Was it The Soul? The Soul, or soul? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the soul. Yep. So they're still I do remember around. remember that, yeah. Yeah, and so I remember my mom telling me when we were watching it one morning, she said, You need to play arena football so I can meet John Bon Jovi. <laughs> I said, you I said, I said, you got it. That's yeah, awesome. If it's the least I can do, yeah, I mean, Jesus, it's, it's, you know, let's do that. So That's I actually great. ended up, um, draft came, draft came and went, nothing worked out. I had some workouts with some teams, whatever, nothing, nothing really came through. Uh, got a call from this team, asked me to come out. And uh, wanted me to play defensive back for him. And I said, Mm -hmm. you know, I can can come work out as a defensive back, but I've played defensive back for eight games. Mm -hmm. I played receiver for eight years. I said, so let me, you know, let me play receiver for you guys. And he said, all right, you make the team as a defensive back, then we'll see, we'll Mm -hmm. give you some shots to play wide receiver. So uh, the first first team I made, I I made it as a defensive back. I played some scout team receiver, and after a while, they're like, "Oh man, you're you're a pretty good receiver." Well, I I told you, I don't have yeah. any idea. <laughs> I have no idea how to backpedal, like yeah. you know, because I just learned it. Yeah. And um, so I I I made this team. I actually was was then signed and released by the same team five different times. Jesus. Wow. Before I was like maybe i should give something else a shot you know what I mean? like, yeah. I did, like i had a really really close friend who was on the team so that was kind of it i i, I thought you know i got a place to stay i don't know mm-hmm. how this league works i'm getting cut every friday and signed every sunday so they let, must like me for some reason yeah well just but they don't
2: just watching the hard knocks thing on it was hbo or showtime yeah. or whatever it is you see like the cutthroatness of just like like getting a call from the coach and be like, Hey, like, you know, you gotta go see coach. And then you walk in there like, Hey, you know, they either put you on the backup team or the practice squad or whatever. And then they're like, it's just cutthroat, man. One of the worst things
1: you can do is get a phone call. from the You're like, dude, what's this dude? I see him 15 hours a day. What's he got to call me now for? What's he want? And these
2: families like, you know, picking up and moving, just state to state all across the country just to play for another team and it may may not necessarily work out it's just like wow that's like you your your whole life is just kind of thrown up in the air in an instance and then you're like man hope pans out if i don't perform well enough that's the epitome of pressure to me like wow like you have to go on that field and perform and do well enough and you could just do like okay and still not be enough like you have to go out there and lay it all on the field and if you don't you know, you're out of a job or you're on to the next town or whatever. I don't know if it's the same in arena football, but, like, that just kind of, like, was shocking to me when I initially watched that.
1: Yeah, at any time, you can lose your job. You know, you you, you sign a contract, but then you don't play. I mean, I've seen people get, get cut over dumb things, you know, not even having to do with, with – Playing, yeah. Which is crazy that they would put themselves in situations to lose their yeah. job. Of yeah. it. it just blows my mind. Yeah. Um, but that, those are, you know, those are other stories. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and, and I am so lucky because my support system that I had mm-hmm. for this is incredible. Yeah. My parents—we've we, talked about my parents a couple of times. My parents have been amazing. Like, can't imagine being in a better situation mm-hmm. than with my parents and my sister and her family supporting me through this whole thing because. Dude, if somebody would have said, like, yo, you're going to be pretty good. You're just going to have to wait like seven years. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm good. I'll just go do something else, you know? Yeah. And so I had, I had four, I, that first season I was cut by that same team five times before I decided like, okay, I, I'm better than this. Right. Mm-hmm. I was then signed. I was then signed to three different teams, was cut from those teams before I even played games due to, one was a crazy. Sit. They got the team got fined for practicing too many players, so yeah. they lost a roster spot and That's like weird. ten thousand dollars. And I was the most recent one signed, so I mm-hmm. got cut for it. I went to. A, I mean, my first season, I was all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ended up my my next year going down to a lower league to play just because it's one of those things. The AFL is, is a different game, the, the indoor game. Mm-hmm. So they want you to have experience, but nobody wants to give you experience. Yeah. You know, it's one of those. Like, I mean, that's this,
0: normal in almost all job related right, fields right, right now, which like, is crazy. It's just in general, like because there's there's been times that you know my when my wife was first looking for work in the hr field like literally it was like hey we want you to have five years of experience and a bachelor's degree and, and where are you supposed to get that then, experience like, <laughs> like yeah and we want you to you know have all this stuff before you even start and it's like so where where's the job that gets me to this job
1: right <laughs> where's the jv team that i can play exactly. on for a while but before i step up to varsity yeah. yeah and so that's i i had i did that and i got an, uh, played play for an Awesome coach uh, Shout out to Chris Thompson The fake So uh, I'm the real CT Yeah Right And it started back in 2011 Because Chris Thompson Was my coach's name So we call him the fake CT <laughs> fake So CT. I played for the fake CT I bet he likes that too yeah. Also the he CT
2: just, Always think of the CT From the real the world The real
1: world right Which is another story Which my, my buddies Partied with CT that And I said a Listen monster. dude I said listen You can't say I'm CT Right He's, yeah, yeah. he's the fake CT <laughs> Has so he called where,
2: you yet And been like Hey bro Let me get that uh, Instagram name Yeah hey
1: We're gonna Yeah We're, yeah, we're, we're gonna have some issues That's a good good investment. (laughs) That guy is a
2: monster though. Like, I don't think people realize like, That guy's just huge. Like I, I I was big into the real the CT guy. Yeah, see, I didn't watch that show. Oh well, he just like goes on and beats people's asses, (laughs) and like sounds like a great guy. He's just a, but he's like chilled out. But he's like back in the day, he was just insane, psychopath. (laughs) And the perfect example of him, like I don't want to get too far into this, but like they did this thing where they tied, um, one of the challenges was they tied each other to each other's back. Yeah, and you basically have to run and touch this, and he has to run. So you're basically in the circle. The person didn't he? he. Bent his back over. Bent his back over. The guy was like, the guy is a big guy. Like yeah. Johnny Bananas was the guy. Okay, and his legs come I off. Can't the- believe that you know everything. I, uh, me and psh, I don't even tell you, I bro. know, I know exactly <laughs> <who and> my <laughs> buddy, Me, my buddy, me, my brother, me and my buddy Mike Kelly. Be like, oh, bro, did you see that episode <laughs> of the Real World? Like, <laughs> it's sad. Okay, that's another. That's sad. But he he stands up and like he's taller than him, so he just like crouches over and walks his walks <laughs> the dude over there and then turns around and slams him on the thing purposely he's just like a sad i don't know i like the guy <laughs> the but real, anyway so the
1: real ct does not like that yeah no no CT has a heart yes cares about people yeah. well that's
2: another thing i was going to say is um you talk about your family being like a, a such a big support system i also feel like you have a huge fan slash friend um support system yeah and like and one of the reasons I want to say that you have such a good fan and friend support system is because you are a good guy. You are yeah. like, like, and I always, we've told this story before. Uh, my girlfriend used to work with you and she was like, uh, you know, CT, this guy's bartender, you know, please, he, like, ah, oh, he's such a nice guy. And then I came to work at Scotty's and everyone's just like, CT this, CT that. I'm like, God, this guy cannot be this. <laughs> he's not that great of a person. Like, I'm probably not going to like him. And he, like, he just sounds like, he like put up on this pedestal, and then like a week into working with him, I'm like damn it, he's such a cool guy. I just want to hang out with him and be around him. Like trying to buy these shirts, like I'm, just, I'm all about. It. I'm like his biggest fan. Like that happens to me all the time. I'm, like kind of write people off. I'm like he can't be that cool. Yeah, and then he turns out being like he's modest. He you know he's just a good dude. He's he's got all this stuff going on football wise and like. You know he he could be a he could be a huge prick if he wanted to because yeah. he's got a lot going on and but he's not he's yeah. down to earth comes he treats everybody with respect and I just kind of like I respect him for that
0: yeah and and I think uh, Shane does have a little bit of fandom in him for like a few people because yeah Chris he was the same yeah. way with Chris <laughs> I just
2: I, I and on a serious note I, I see people that are doing big things and that are inspirational people and I just same with you like i mean as much as i haven't said this to you but like you're doing a podcast you're you're, like you guys are all out there doing great things and i want to surround myself with people that are like go-getters and positive people and doing things and like yeah i might seem like your biggest fan but i'm just like really like i just want to surround myself with people that are like good people for Uh one and two that they're like out there getting it like you know what i mean like i don't I have no desire to be around whiners, lazy yeah. people, people that don't have any drive. Mm-hmm. And I've found those uh, traits in myself before. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've been lazy, I've been a whiner. But I, the whole reason for surrounding myself with people like you guys or Chris Heffernan or whoever,
0: and it's because I just want to be a better person. Yeah. So that's just kind of that's why I chalk yeah. that up to. I mean, you kind of failed with me because I'm not a good person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you, you, like the
2: fact that some of the things that you've told me, like the fact that you like i've never punched anyone like you're just not a fighter you're a good like at the end of the day you may not think so but i think you're a good dude no i'm i'm just
0: sneaky about being a bad person <laughs> i think that might be a little <laughs> true just <laughs> no i'm just kidding but no i appreciate that and yeah like you know talking to you about this stuff is like it's it's it is inspirational to me cuz you know i i wanted to play sports man that was like you know that was a thing i went to a small school and uh thought i was the shit and, you know i went to um there was some like things when i was a kid that like i got to do that i didn't think was as big a deal as it really is when i look back on it like my uncle <clears throat> paid for me to go to michigan state football camp like i i don't even know what i would think about going now traveling somewhere, living and staying in a dorm room with a stranger and then going to like, like the stuff I did as a kid, I didn't, I don't understand how I was like so cool with it. But then like, you know, it, it gave me the opportunity. Like I even, they kept me back for an extra week because they're like, it was my junior year of high school and they were like, you know, you did really well in these drills and these things that we did. We want to pay for another week of camp, stay and do this. And like at the time I didn't really like take it seriously. Like I was like, you know i just was having fun and then mm-hmm. i and, you know i went to school i made a lot of bad decisions when i was in high school and i actually uh got in trouble for drinking and driving my senior year um so what happened was is i basically we lost our first game of the year i was pissed off but my girlfriend at the time wanted to go to a party so i was like all right we'll go but i don't really want to go so i went <clears throat> somebody gave me like a it was i can, this Mirror, memory is so crystal clear. They gave me a, uh, coffee cup full of whiskey. Like it was mm-hmm. like this, like it was like half full or something like that. And I literally just sipped on that the entire time I was there. I was just like kind of pissed sitting in the corner because like we lost to a team we weren't supposed to lose to. And, um, I drove back and got pulled over by a, um, state trooper that actually knew me and he was like, Hey, come in here. And he like had me get into his, uh, into his, cop car breathalyzed me i blew point oh three or four something like that and he he was automatically since you're underage he was like automatically since you're underage he was like i'm not going to take you to jail um i'm not gonna you're not gonna get a record for this but i gotta call your mom and since you know i got lucky that he knows my coaches and he knew everybody he was like i gotta call your coach and i I expect you to tomorrow go to each one of these people's places and tell them what you did and why Mm -hmm. you did it and all this stuff So I went and I told them and everybody was really cool about it. But the, the negative part was, uh, from that time on, my coaches like didn't really take me seriously for my senior year. And, uh, just kind of like, I was kind of in the background of a lot of stuff. And, you know, I was actually told at a later date too, that, um, my coach had gotten some calls from some schools, nothing like huge, but just got some calls. And he actually told the coaches that were calling that I don't think you could trust him in the dorm room, mm-hmm. which I think, to me, isn't that, like, one of the shittiest things? Somebody that's looking out for you, should, yeah. like, they should not do that. Even if they even if they believe it, mm-hmm. I don't think you should tell somebody that. Well, because,
2: he, he maybe should have came to you and said, like, look, like, you need to get your shit together because yeah. I'm getting these kind of calls, and you should have been given a
0: chance. It wasn't his job yeah. to – to like control your fate exactly which is not cool but yeah not to get too like deep on that stuff because like i still think about that stuff on a regular basis but like you know it's 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 cool to see somebody doing something like you know how shane's like saying he's a fan of yours i've followed you on everything i'm going to be a fan of yours now and uh it's just inspirational to see that kind of stuff because i like being able to talk to people that are doing the thing that they want to do and um it's 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 not every day that you get a chance to talk to people that are doing what they want to do And we
2: always kind of talk about how once you step in this room and do the podcast with us, I mean, I'm purely saying this off of what he said and I'm about it too. We become your biggest fan. Anytime you post something, we (laughs) repost it and we make sure that everyone that's ever listened to this knows, keeps up to date with what's going on with you and your season and all that stuff. So,
1: yeah. And, and I, I, I really appreciate that. Um, Thank you for all those very kind things you said, man, by the way. Um, But yeah, you're. You just talk about surrounding yourself with positive people, inspirational people, people that make you better. And I think that's what you have to do to have any type of. Yeah. I figured success. it out, man. For a yeah. while,
2: I was like hanging out with people that just weren't doing anything. Yeah. yeah. Like you go over to someone's house. I hung out with some people in high school and they would be high or whatever. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but like we're just not doing anything. We're standing right. here. We're not doing anything. I want to go out. And that just as a small situation as that, all the way up to people that just have no desire to be. Great in their life, whether it be if you're an electrician and you want to be great at that. If I see that, I think that's great because you're working towards something that Mm -hmm. you want to be. It doesn't you don't have to be a, a football player or whatever. I just the fact that you have goals and that you're like minded individual that has the same beliefs that i do and you're working towards something that's the kind of people i want to surround myself not like burnouts and i sound like a high school (laughs) history teacher like
1: god guidance gosh darn
2: burnouts and you know smoking your pot but (laughs) But it's true i mean and i've gotten to the age i'm 28 now and i just kind of like i'm done surrounding myself with people that don't deserve my time yeah so it's it's fun to be
0: around people that have goals and want to do things in their life and be a good person that's, yeah that's a perfect segue into <laughs> judgment time or judgment day Let's do it mm. Welcome ladies and gentlemen. To Judgment Day with juice and shame. You see Colin's
2: eyes right now. He's like, what the hell's happening?
1: <laughs> Wait, if that doesn't get you jacked up? <laughs> so size? just so
2: it's clear, Sarah Connor, Terminator, <laughs> you can be T-1000. It, all right? Perfect. So you're basically aluminum alloy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love the Terminator. Yeah.
0: Woo! <laughs> I love the Terminator. Oh, oh dude. <laughs> You got me with that one. one. Weren't ready for that, were you? (laughs) (laughs) Aluminum,
2: aluminum alloy.
0: All right. So the the
2: pepperoni.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The first Uh, one. The first one that I want to. I want to start us off. I saw some people out in public. It was a couple. It was a guy and a girl, and um, the one guy was wearing a flat bill hat. King. And his old lady, I would assume, was uh, wearing a flat mm. bill hat. The said queen, and <laughs> a, I'm close enough to where I can I can smell the aura of stink on these people, so they they are smelly. It's pronounced stank, <laughs> <laughs> stank, and uh, I they just were not they were not dressed uh, very clean or nice. So my first thought was uh, that they could possibly be the king and queen of the meth labs in Marion County. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But that, I just, I'm judging them because, first of all, I don't, I don't agree with like the king and queen hat, first of all. No. Second of all, you're not the king and queen of anything. No. Yep. nope. Um, so I'm judging these people harshly and thinking, you know, no, no, no more of this needs to happen. And if I could tell them that and they happen to hear this podcast, stop wearing the fucking hat. I basically hats. just want to say the
2: audacity
0: to wear that hat and just be like,
2: like, walking out the door, like, we got this, king, queen, like, <laughs> I don't where's your head at? Like, yeah. I, you couldn't, like, that sounds like I lost a bet, and I have to wear that with someone else. <laughs> like, that's, and I would just be, like, embarrassed as all get out to be, like, I'm the king, like yeah. this, you know what I mean? Like, stop,
0: stop wearing that hat. No. Um, but that, like, that leads me to another, like, offshoot of this uh, conversation is, how, what are your guys' thoughts on couples and matching? So, like, actually wearing matching clothes with a couple.
1: Dude, I'm so annoyed by these people. (laughs) And I don't even know. I I wasn't even there, but I'm sitting here like, oh, stupid hats. Well, I was telling
2: him before we started the podcast, like, if me and Nicole are even both wearing flannel, let alone the same color. Like, we don't wear, you know, if, like, I got flannel and you got flannel, we're both wearing a vest. we both, like, our vests. You know, I'm a big vest guy. I did, like, I did see the vest I got a couple vests. You're you're good at layers. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm fat, so I got I gotta <laughs> layer it up, you know. Uh, no, but I, I, I will just be like, "Hey, so which one of us is taking this off? Because I'm not <laughs> going, let alone to wear a hat that king, says king. king or queen." And is their kid just like
0: prince the, the prince or princess? Or no, I, I didn't see a kid. And then there's like a little. Hopefully, they're not a little like, kid. A little kid world.
2: that's like not completely all there, wearing a, a jester hat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Coming with the fire today. <laughs> his shirt is his tag along.
2: <laughs> Rude. I know. I know. I,
1: I think there is a time and place for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, an amusement well, park.
2: Yep. I'll okay. say. Well, he, like, had, he had a perfect example of when, uh, wh- which I
0: found completely uh, understandable of a time you would wear that. Yeah. My 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 wife convinced me. Uh, it didn't take a lot of convincing because I like funny shirts and stuff like that. Um, but she said she bought these shirts that said um hubby or husband and wifey or something like that and we wore them after we got married on our trip to our honeymoon and I thought that's okay because mm-hmm. you know we're 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 proud that we got married we're like it's funny everybody was like hey I love your shirts and like stuff like that so people were nice well, about who, who's to say devil's
2: advocate here who's to say those king and queen just didn't get out of the justice of the peace <laughs> And they're like, "Hey, That's That's We the king and queen now." And <laughs> uh, an you know, racist voice to say it, by <laughs> the way.
1: Okay. He does that. Okay, I picture. I'm glad the somebody else said that. Any any
2: time I can like ghetto it up a little bit. It's not necessarily a racial thing. It's just no. like I enjoy talking. Well, like I well, have. that even goes to the video yeah.
0: you showed me of the the chick that was talking super super like oh, yeah. Ebonics. yeah, Yeah. Yeah,
2: eat. It's up to eat. no, it's all right,
0: uh, but no <laughs> pass. So so we are judging these people. You can judge me if you want. Um But I think ours was a, a good way of going about it. I mean, sometimes you just like happen to throw something on that like color coordinates with somebody. Yeah, man. I'm okay with that, I think. like if, if, But if it was like specific outfit, no, I'm not I mean, you know, if
1: you're on your way to like a Christmas party, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, or a Friendsgiving. Someday. Halloween. Yeah, I agree. That Halloween. Would be, and people are thinking, oh, that's cute. Yeah. I get that. I'm, yeah. I'm totally on board and with that. And sometimes
2: when people wear things that are so, like I'm not necessarily things that say king and queen or like that, but they wear just like a really like, like – why the hell are you wearing that? Like you see it all the time. Like you, you like why but you gotta own it. Like if I were to go out with anything like that on, own it. Yeah. You got it. like if I'm wearing like pink pants, You're I'm like, Yeah, bro, that. what what about my pink pants? <laughs> <You> know, what's <laughs> no, it's, up?
1: It's, it's it's how you wear it. Yeah. It's not and always like you, gotta what you have, wear it's how you yeah. wear it.
2: And like sometimes I see someone, they have something like not necessarily like I say this about like a lot of things, like uh like Jordans, like mm-hmm. Michael Jordan shoes. I think they're cool. I think they're really cool. I would never wear them. Mm-hmm. But I think I see them on other people. I'm like, man, that's that's pretty cool looking. Yeah. So what I think is like, if I see someone out and they're wearing something kind of strange that you don't like, you know, usually see, and they're just rocking it and they don't give a shit what people think, I'm like, wow, that's cool. Like I, I got mad props to that guy. Mm-hmm. Like whatever. But just then not the king and queen. No, <laughs> I, I'm just. You, I'm not gonna lie. You kind of painted a picture for me yeah. before <laughs> about what these people may have looked
0: like, yeah. and that's just like they were not
2: owning it and yeah. they were just kind of like uh, definitely
0: not yeah um so do either i want to start with uh, shane so shane do you have a person that we're going to judge because we're definitely judging the uh king and queen here. okay Absolutely so judged. i am gonna skip the one that
2: i told you previously <laughs> and go on to um i'm gonna say at my work i serve some tables and these people sometimes will um completely ignore my existence Mm -hmm. and i want to throw some shade or some judgment on them (laughs) um, because like literally i just get kind of get to the point where i get a little um, tired of the fact that like i go up to a table with their food and i'm plates all on my arms ready to pass out some food and i'll name i'll say like you know cheeseburger with french fries and they'll be like crickets like they're talking, and I'm like, hey, I'm trying to give you your food right now. Yeah. Can you please pay attention to me long enough so I can give you your hamburger? And then last night was a perfect example of something that really drives me crazy. I was like, I go, so I dropped off all their food, and I said, hey guys, besides ketchup, is there anything else I can get you guys? And the lady looked oh, me straight the in the face already. and said, ketchup. I said, besides ketchup, <laughs> is there anything else I can get you guys? Yeah, can we get some ketchup? I'm like, oh, do you, are you even listening yeah. to and what I'm saying? Yeah, and I was like, I'm you saying? don't care about, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm doing a service for you, and another thing is, I'll, I'll end it after this, but yeah. big pet peeve is, tell me all the things that you want initially, I'll mm-hmm. go and I, and I stress, like, hey, is there anything else I can get you guys, and they'll say mayo, and then I'll go, okay, mayo, <laughs> anything else I can get you guys, and they'll say ranch, and I'll just keep adding those things until they tell me everything they want, because I get so gosh darn tired. Of walking and getting ranch and then coming back and they're like, mayo too. And I'm like, okay, go get mayo. I come back like, I need a fork.
1: Like, it's like, remember when I asked you what you needed? Like, I don't know if you know this, but
2: like, the kitchen is like 30 yards from here, which is not a big deal. But when I'm, I feel like I'm like sprinting back and forth to get them
0: and I got other stuff going on,
2: orders I got to put in.
0: So I've been in the service industry and the saddest part about that whole situation is, is most of the time those are the people that are the least likely going to leave you a decent tip.
1: Yeah, the, mm-hmm. people that ex- yep.
0: the people that expect the most work well, and, tend to give you the least amount well, for what you did. And those are the people
2: that we may have talked the people. The world revolves around them. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're there for them. And they like the fact that they're able to bark out orders and tell people what they want and then leave a shitty tip at the end of it. Yeah. Just, I mean, and a lot of it, I like to chalk up, just chalk it up to the game. Like it's mm-hmm. part of serving. Like I get, I see other servers, that get really bad tips and they're like, it ruins their whole night. Yeah. I get a bad tip and I just you know chalk it up to the game that's part of being a server it's gonna happen there's yeah. no way around it so i see it i'm like a little bummed out or whatever but i move on and usually i end up making plenty of money you yeah. know what i'm saying so
0: the awareness of people too is the what i'm judging cuz the fact that they like they can't get somebody to say something to them and actually process what they said because when you said that they weren't even listening they yeah. like they were thinking about what god whatever else god knows what same with like else. i'm
2: telling i'm announcing your food So I can give it to you so you can eat it. That's the whole sole reason you came here. Yeah. But you can't listen to me for one half of a second and stop talking about whatever it is that's so damn important. Yeah. To just say, oh, yeah, I had that. Not And, like, I'll literally, I've gone to a table of, like, eight people and been like, cheeseburger and waffle fries. And they'll all just stare at me like I'm a... Like I'm just
0: like you interrupted.
2: Why are you here? And I'm like, oh, you mean, like you know, just to give you your food that you're you know you ordered. Yeah. Like, should I come back? I'll put it back on the you know like. <laughs> so that's my judgment today is like you know as a server I, I deal with a lot of stuff and like like I said a lot of it I just chalk up to the game or whatever you know yeah but I you don't know some I like to throw a little you know judgment out there every yeah. once in a while
0: and if if you are one of these people. Don't Stop do it anymore. It. Stop
1: <laughs> stab,
0: or less, or lest ye be judged. And yep.
1: you could have a entire, and it would be fun to have an entire podcast talking about serving, being in yeah. the service. Oh the yeah, one hundred percent. Some of my fondest memories are finishing a shift at a bar at work, and then going out and grabbing a couple of drinks with your yeah. with oh, yeah. your friends who you work and serve, and just telling stories about the worst human beings on the planet that yeah. you had to serve. I mean, and it's, that is, uh, yeah. it's so fun because you have somebody who you can share these stories yep. with who totally understand it. exactly, Who get where you're coming from and probably know the person yeah. that you're talking about. I
2: think when I first started serving, I took things a lot harder because I didn't understand yet why people were doing these things and that there's just, I mean, I, there's just bad people out there. Mm-hmm. And now I i stay in a good mood. I, I, I don't care. You can be mean as you want to me and I will kill you with kindness. Mm-hmm. I will kill you with kindness because I know that it's not my fault you're unhappy with your life and you're being mean to me for no reason and taking whatever it is out of me. And I'm always just very polite and yes, sir. No, sir. I try not to do the ma'am and miss thing because ma'am can be misconstrued as being offensive. Really? And my mom, even as one person, she cannot stand when people call her hun or sweetie or anything like that. Cause she's the older, like he, there's too much dynamics in it, but my mom will do this thing where she'll go, uh, the lady will go, "What can I get for you, sweetie?" And my mom will go, iced tea, sweetie." And like real, <laughs> I'm like, "Jesus, mom, take it down a notch." And I was like, "It's all on tensions. Like she doesn't mean anything by calling you sweetie. Mm-hmm. It's just so I I mean, I've come to terms with, I know it's stupid, like not a big like big topic, but like I've come to terms with the fact that people are just there's just bad people out there and mm-hmm. I'm going to give you good service. And I like to I like to think that um, I won't give you an excuse to give me a bad tip so yeah. I know by the time you walk out those doors the only reason I got that bad tip was because of you not because of me because yeah. I gave you great service whether you were a nice person that or not that was
1: your plan when you came Yeah. yeah. no matter what happened yep. yeah this is exactly. where you're gonna so where you're gonna leave.
2: CT what about you what's uh judgment if you got anything in there for and,
1: and as soon as you guys brought this idea up this is the first thing that came to mind and I was thinking you would say something pretty similar so this is similar to your story but um, after bartending for. Or what maybe six seven years now and now yeah. actually i was i'm living cleveland full-time and i started bartending weddings
0: mm-hmm.
1: and if you guys mm-hmm. want to have like the best time ever bartend weddings like <laughs> i want i, I want to imagine. tell all my friends in the industry bartend weddings right yeah. because
2: i know for a fact that you told me about you got some some huge tips like a thousand dollars or something like that
1: not unfortunately not that much yet okay yet, but yeah i mean everybody's in a great mood yeah Mm -hmm. they're not paying for anything yeah and there's also the the biggest thing is i don't have ingredients to (laughs) drinks that i have to blend up and remember Mm -hmm. pours and you know and i nobody's counting how much liquor you're pouring in so nobody's breathing down your throat. throat i mean it is so fun it's so relaxed. I'm just back there vibing. Yeah. Um, actually did a, a, a wedding the other day where they had an entire ice bar. Mm-hmm. So it was like an ice luge, but the entire bar. That's awesome. So wow. I was just behind the thing, like freezing the whole time. <laughs> yeah. like, just be, But behind it, like pouring shots down this ice luge. <laughs> Everybody was having an awesome time. Awesome. Everybody was banged up. Like mm-hmm. they were just, you know, and this they had this thing from six to midnight, right? Six hours of this Jesus. ice bar. And, and you know,
2: hour one, everyone's trashed. Oh, or yeah. even probably before, honestly. Yeah. you, I pregame for weddings. You know, I don't know if you guys thing, do, but like. You have to. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sit, same... Especially a Catholic wedding. Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to sit in an hour and a half in a. You'll get sober by the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like.
1: I'm... <laughs> yeah. You're hungover by the time the <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, Is we... it
2: tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <'Cause... laughs> We had this we had this 6 hour open bar, right? And then the then my boss grabs me and he says, "Hey, we're going to need you to bartend the after party." Jesus. I was like, "There are still people on their feet who like <laughs> want more <laughs> booze." So I, I bartended an after party from midnight to 2:30. Jesus. I got home at four in the morning. Those people were partyers. I bet these people were I mean, I bet some of them were miserable. Oh you yeah, know, yeah, for yeah, the yeah. next the next couple of days, but I mean, it was so fun. So anybody who's bartending currently at a restaurant, try to bartend. At least one wedding. Yeah. It's so much fun. Um, but so what I'm judging coming from that from from the bartender's perspective yeah. is those nights where it's super busy at the bar and everybody's trying to do their best to get to you yeah. and get you a drink. Please don't snap or throw your hands yeah. up or throw money. That doesn't that doesn't do anything for us. But when I get there, if you act like it's your first time ever being at a bar, yeah. I'm never going to come back to you. Like, <laughs> don't you realize get there, that either you they get think, there, "What? What can I get you?" And they say, oh, sh- "Hey, man, what do, you, what do you?" And you're like, "Dude, do you see how busy it is?" And yeah. you've probably
0: been sitting there waiting for at least five, ten. Or minutes. the snapping right?
2: of the fingers and all that—that's evasive. Like you don't need. Like who thinks going up to a bar, like, "All right, my game plan is I'm just gonna like be ex- as rude as I can be to this guy and he'll get my drink." No. I, I'm like, I wait till the guy comes up to me, just kind of catches his attention. and I say, like, hey, uh, you know, he'll be like, oh, it's really, I'll be like, yeah, take your time, man. I, I know you got a yeah. lot going on, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And, I, and I've had people with me, like, what's taking so long? I'm like,
1: do you not see these 80 people standing around the bar? Like, uh, Come on, yeah. slow service people will say <laughs> yeah, you look at everybody here trying to do the same thing you know yeah. and we
2: live straight. in a world with keyboard warriors that can get on yelp and be like i went to this place
0: yeah. and it was bad yeah the the that's definitely somebody that you can judge for sure somebody who doesn't know their order a and mm. people that snap or you know the the thing that i always have an issue with is you know, we've, I've worked in the service industry as well, so I understand what it's like. Um, and, and shout then, out to
1: everybody who has because yeah, it is yeah. tough.
0: Yeah. It is a tough line of work. And, you know, I understand going, like, for example, we went to Kilroy's after the Colts game last, uh, last time I went, and um, there was like, we were waiting for our carryout order. Cause we ordered breadsticks literally just so we could take them home. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm standing here for five or 10 minutes. I might as well get a beer. You know, I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. And <clears throat> the, the, the audacity that people have to just like push you out of the way, like, and I'm not a small guy, but yeah. I'm also not an aggressive person. So like, yeah. you know, if a guy like there's this like, you know, drunk people walking in and they just kind of like shove me out of the way, I will like not being aggressive, but I will be like, Hey, I was right here, man. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, uh, don't do that. And most of the time they're just like, Oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to get my drink so you can wait just a minute. And, uh, usually people are pretty cool. I haven't really had a lot of people fight back with me on that very often. But once again, the, the, the flip side of the argument is, um, the, the bartenders that like, cause if you can keep a good mood, even when you're that busy, those are the people I like. Oh yeah. The guy that was serving me was like, like, I was like dude I'm just trying to get a beer like yeah. I just want one beer like well I, also I apologize that you're busy like yeah but,
2: devil's advocate is like uh, the, sometimes the bartender is just like fed up with everyone Yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's like I am being nice and waiting my turn but like you don't need to be rude to me just because all these other people yeah. are like I, and I've had that happen to me mm-hmm. like what do you want like they'll just go me like what do you want I'm yeah. like wow. Okay. First of all, that's not how you talk to people. And uh second of all, like I just want a couple of beers. So it's not, you know, like, and so it can go both ways, but I get dealing with drunk people all day long. Yeah. Um, it is a nice feeling when you go, uh, bartender serve and the person will be like, I'm a server. I got, and then you're just like, "Whoo!" Yeah. I like, it's a weight off your shoulders. You're like, I'm good. Like so I,
0: somebody I wanted to bring up when you've mentioned that is, uh, my wife has a couple of friends. They all worked at, um, a restaurant in Muncie when they were going to college. and uh they, one of their friends that worked at a restaurant with them is literally the harshest person to their server because she's been a server so she expects excellence. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's like the flip side of that, where you think they're going to be really good to you. She yeah. like, if you are not on it, she's going to like be pissed about it. She's going to like let you know, hey, this is what I expected, and you did not accomplish. Do that.
2: me a favor and never introduce me to that person, because <laughs> well, she, let's we'll
0: go ahead and cut to be that honest, honest out. To, she is super awesome, super fun, nice yeah. person. But like when it comes to her service, like she expects the service that she would have provided. Well, if something, she was yeah. In the, and
2: I do the same thing in my head. I I will maybe say to my girlfriend, like you know, like. You know, if this was me, I would have done this. or like. Mm -hmm. But that's just between me and my girlfriend. I tell my girlfriend everything. We talk about things. But I would never. And even if we get subpar service or even below, I still give them 20%. Mm -hmm. Because nine times out, you don't know. Like, I just give them 20% because they probably, even though they gave bad service, they probably deserve the 20%. They're they're in the business. They're doing something, like, that's stressful. And you don't know what they got going on. You don't Mm know if they, like, and, you know, the thing that's helped me is, I'll just get, I'll just, I'm so honest with my table. It's stupid. I go up to him and I'm just like, Hey, um, like I've gone up to my table before. Like, Hey, I forgot to put your food in. Um, I'll, I'll get you some chips and salsa while you wait. I'm really apologize. And they Mm -hmm. respect that way that more than like, if I go up to him, like, yeah, the kitchen messed up all your food. And and Mm -hmm. they they really didn't like, you know what I mean? Like if I just make excuses, no one likes that. But when you go up to him and just straight tell him like, Hey, I screwed up, I'll get that stuff out to you as soon as I can. They respect that, and I usually get a pretty decent tip Mm -hmm. from doing that. I mean, I try not to screw up a lot, but when I do, I just let them know,
0: and they respect (laughs) that. So basically, from this judgment session that we've had, be a good person. Yeah. Don't wear stupid clothes. (laughs) (laughs) If you wear stupid clothes, rock them. Yeah, Yeah, just own it. Own it. And uh, and make
1: sure you're on your way to your post-wedding...
2: Or some kind of event. Where it would, yeah. yeah.
1: Something that it would make sense. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like uh, if you're going to wear a poncho, you better be going. <laughs> Expecting
0: rain. To a rainstorm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, it was great having you on. Where, where do people find you, like on social media and stuff like that? And like, I don't think we've ever even actually said where you played at. I know you said Cleveland, but yeah. what's the What's the team and all that stuff?
1: Yeah. So currently, well, where do we Arena football leagues at a funny spot, kind of mm-hmm. trying to re- rework contracts and yeah. stuff right now. So contractually, I have not signed anywhere. Oh, okay, to play. Um, but that all that stuff will hopefully come f- over the next couple weeks. But yeah. I played the last four seasons in Cleveland for the mm-hmm. Cleveland Gladiators. Dan Gilbert's our owner, the guy who owns the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers and nice. the city of Detroit, and so they're they're awesome. They're our front office team and everybody who works with with us is awesome because we get to do a lot of really cool yeah. things. You know, it just. Being a part of the the Cavs when we mm-hmm. were we had a float at the at the dang NBA Finals awesome. um, parade that they did awesome. right that yeah where Cleveland was packed with like six billion people I think was <laughs> right? the number uh, we got to go around on the float and high five and stuff awesome. so they're they're awesome so I've, I played the last four years with with Cleveland spent a couple times a um, couple years in Iowa kind of bounced around the mm-hmm. the idea was always when I started was to get as close to home as possible yeah. so I started about sixteen hours away mm-hmm. in Oklahoma City Oklahoma. And then got a little closer when I went to Philly, a little closer in Iowa, mm-hmm. and now I'm, I'm, you know, close enough, yeah. to, pretty close to my, my backyard. That's yeah. nice. So yeah, about four and a half hours away in, in Cleveland, being from Indianapolis. So that's oh, yes. so that's awesome. Um, so I've been there for the last four years. Actually, spent last a couple months last year playing in China oh, in wow. the first ever Chinese arena football. Yeah, league we forgot to bring that up. Where yeah, yeah I was representing crazy. The, the city of Beijing and my team, really super talented team. It was we had 21 guys. Ten of them were American or f- – we called it, they called us foreign players. Mm-hmm. And then 11 of them were domestic Chinese oh, players. Wow. And, I mean, it was such an awesome experience. Yeah. Um, you know, question, I
2: mean, question that popped into my head. Did you have anybody on your team that was like a uh, sumo wrestler? <laughs> or is that Japanese? So, is that that's, Japanese? so that's Japan. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, all that, all that, right. That all was right. brought up. <laughs> we,
1: there were some okay. monsters, though. Okay. And oh. I'm, glad I, I I'm
2: glad I caught that because then I just sound ignorant when I'm like <laughs> – Getting the two mixed up, like, I you don't know. But, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but it was it was awesome. So I have conversations literally every day with pe- people who don't speak any English, yeah. which yeah. is cool. So yeah. a year later, yeah. still talk to these guys. Um, and so I was able to do that. Uh, I mean, arena football has taken me the craziest places I've been, and we didn't even talk about I've been in like five oh, major yeah. motion pictures. That's something I really wanted insane. to get into. talking to these movies all through, you know, just basically. We're going to have to get you back playing. on then, for sure. Yeah, cause. yeah, yeah. yeah that'd because I, I got, man, yeah. I got just a short list set set of stories yeah, some extras
2: you've been in some movies uh
1: yeah the Dark Knight Rises was the first one that's we did that's fucking awesome um,
2: so with the scene where like Bane and the whole arena football or the arena football the whole uh, football stadium team. is like collapsing yeah. in, within itself that yeah, yeah. so I'm
1: on the field I'm running down for that we did Focus the next summer that's and awesome. uh, the Will Smith Margot Robbie Colin Taylor movie Focus mm-hmm. Colin uh, Taylor movie I love yeah, it yeah I was like in the <laughs> no, yeah. There's, there's, there's a scene the football scene where you know he, he wins all that money from guessing the number 55 Mm -hmm. Um, I'm basically I was on the field for a couple plays I go in motion back and forth some a couple times but then my I'm I'm standing right behind the coach when he when he has the conversation so that was fine I didn't expect to see that and we were watching that and I, I saw myself <laughs> on Whoa, that was, that's crazy freaking yeah, crazy look yeah. at that guy that's awesome um, and then have, have done a couple couple smaller films we did we did woodlawn mm-hmm. a, a couple couple years ago um, which ended up being an international release pretty cool it was a christian based yeah. film um and that was that was really well done That that was excellent and then just got back from memphis we were shooting a, a movie called the brian bank story okay which was actually directed by the guy who uh, did Dumb and Dumber, The Mask, mm-hmm. um, accepted wow. like a ton of really big time movies. movies yeah. Um, yeah, and this guy, this, this guy's got an incredible story. Let me just say real quick about this guy. Yeah. He was a multimillionaire director, big time Hollywood director, right? He, 10 years ago, uh, something was, he kind of told us the short story. He almost died, right? Mm-hmm. So he woke up like out of this coma. And he he switched his mind. He said, "You know what?" He said, "I don't want this money. This doesn't help. I could have died, right?" Mm-hmm. So he sold everything he had. He moved into a trailer, and now he only shoots feel good movies where he can tell people stories. Oh, like wow, that's awesome! Inc- like this dude talked to Jim Carrey. He's yeah. very close to Jim Carrey. Yeah. Very close to Morgan Freeman. Uh, was a big time director, and well, now he's, he's Jim.
2: Jim Carrey also took a similar similar route with the yeah. whole like giving up on. He's very like. Uh, out there is, is one of my best a lot of the stuff he says sounds a little crazy but I can like I can agree with, with a lot yeah. Yeah, I can relate yeah. with it a lot so um, but yeah that's uh, you never see people like have a near death experience and decide that they want to be real rich and like you know what I mean like it's always people that like they kind of become more like simple in terms of what they want with their life when they have an experience like that and they, right. they have a very clear like they want to do something very like good as opposed to a lot of people don't like almost die and then they're like I want to Start doing uh, cocaine off. I want to be. I want to be a uh, drug lord now. (laughs) Yeah, so that's. I mean, that's cool. Yeah.
1: So that 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 guy was incredible. Brian Banks, the who the story is about. He was on set the whole time. Brian Banks, his story was he was falsely accused of of rape for and spent ten years in jail. Ten years later, the the woman came out and said. That, that didn't he didn't happen. do it, wow. and so the re and so he kind of lost all his you know hopes and dreams. He was a big time recruit, big time football player That's coming crazy. out of high school. Um, ended up being in jail for you know. Ten years, and then this lady come out and said it, and Atlanta Falcons gave him a shot. Anyway, he was a super great guy, um, awesome, so was man. able to do that. That was that was a blast. And we've done some TV shows. Uh, we did ballers. We did um, awesome. that's so cool. Some like a, a lot of stuff in Atlanta. We we're on the game. That's mm-hmm. on BET. Uh, so just like gotten to do a lot of really super cool stuff. That's awesome. Um, just from still playing, you yeah. know, being able to, to yeah. still play football. You so, lead a
2: pretty like you were kind of making it sound not as cool earlier, but you live like a pretty extravagant. Yeah, like, I, it. Super, d- you're a lucky dude. I'm yeah. super lucky. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah. And, I, and I make sure never to take that for granted because I understand. Of course, yeah. Um, you know, I could have taken other paths mm-hmm. many, many different times. But yeah. like going back to friends and family and everybody who supported me through the whole thing, I've been able to, yeah. you know, continue doing. this. Having a good
2: support system is, is probably huge. Yeah, ninety yeah. percent of it, or you know. Um,
1: so, but yeah, but back to the social media stuff. Instagram at the real CT, like mm-hmm. we've like we've talked about, nice. Matt, as opposed to don't listen to the fake ones. <laughs> <laughs> They're out there. Literally don't listen to them. At yeah. the real, the CT. real CT. Yeah. yeah, And then, um, you know, on on Facebook, of course, Colin Taylor. There's a uh, athlete page that I'm on more nice. than personal page, uh, Colin Taylor. I think yeah. it's the real CT athlete page. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Um, what else? Twitter at Colin underscore Taylor, which I'm having a lot more fun with Twitter now since I started to wake up. Like a couple years ago, yeah. because you can send some yeah. tweets, dude, and P- and it blows people's mind. Like yeah. friends will text you, and be like, "Dude, you are nuts." <laughs> I <laughs> like literally only
2: follow bad. like MMA fighters, yeah. and conspiracy theorists, yeah. and like Joe Rogan, and that's all. Yeah. And I'm just like reading that stuff. I don't ever retweet anything. I just kind of look at the stuff. Yeah, but um, I,
1: I, yeah, so I'm a big fan of Twitter. He's
2: I, big into Twitter. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. at Juice in the AM. Everybody knows it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mine's
2: don't care. Yours, I, I is yours the one with like all the underscores. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I, and I realized that I told you the wrong thing because it's different than my Instagram, but it's, it is. It's, don't super, worry about it. It's Cause it's like, I like don't like get describe. on there. I don't do anything on Twitter, <laughs> which I will maybe eventually and I'll start plugging it. But yeah. until then, Shane underscore
0: Uriah, U R I A H at Instagram, on Instagram. Yeah. Bingo. And, you know, once again thanks for doing the show i think it's uh it's one of my favorite things to do and it's awesome that shane got a friend of his that is an interesting and fun person to talk to um but uh what was the what's the what's the sign off now shane oh
2: well um i hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and hopefully the juice was worth the
0: squeeze (laughs) that's awesome that's good but thanks for doing it see you guys (gasps)